The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. Happy October, first of all. And tonight's show was actually going to be my second in my classroom management series, but my guest-to-be Rick Smith is out of the country in Indonesia, and while technology is amazing these days and he was all set to be on the show, the sheer distance made it difficult for us to really confirm that we could get a solid connection with him. So I'll have him as a guest on another upcoming show and never fear you guys. The most amazing thing happened as it always seems to do on the right road, right? (laughs) October, as it turns out, is ADHD Awareness Month. And I think as we all know, ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, which as I'm learning, doesn't nearly cover all that's involved. It's it's complex. And it's estimated that over 11% of kids are affected by ADHD today. And what I understand ADHD to be is a highly genetic brain-based syndrome that has to do with the regulation of a particular set of brain functions and related behaviors. And it seems like the number of children diagnosed with it is just growing and growing. And the thing about it is that when even one child has ADHD, it can affect the whole family and the whole classroom setting. So really, the impact of ADHD can be huge, not only for the kids with ADHD, but also for teachers and classrooms, and of course, parents and families as well. It's something that I really wanted to do a program on for a while to provide related information and support for all of you amazing Right Road parent and teacher friends. And it's one of the topics that I get tons of questions about on a regular basis. And in planning for tonight, oh my goodness, hundreds, I think thousands of questions flowed in from all of you when you heard ADHD was this evening's topic. So the plan for tonight actually worked out perfectly. My guest is one of the leading experts in the field of ADHD, and I think everything we share is going to be so helpful and such a blessing all the way around. And to summarize why it's so important that we talk about this and look at it and understand it as parents and teachers from a positive, uplifting perspective, get this. Oh my gosh, things tend to work out in amazing ways. I saw a TED Talk a few days ago. I was actually researching another topic regarding creativity in schools. And through a bit of Googling, I found this TED Talk done by a gentleman named Sir Ken Robinson. You guys, you got to Google this guy. Again, it's Sir Ken Robinson. He's a delightful, hysterical, brilliant Englishman. (laughs) 
<laughs> and as his TED Talk was coming to a close, little did I know how miraculously it would tie into tonight. Sir Ken shared a story about a famous dancer who has choreographed amazing musicals, including Cats. Now, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't recall her name right now. It was about 2 a.m., and I was exhausted but taking in the beauty of every second of the story. And if I can summarize, the dancer was a young girl growing up in, I believe he said, the 40s. And she had trouble sitting still in class, such trouble that her mom took her to a doctor to find out what was wrong with her, to find out if she was sick. And it was way before ADHD was even a thing, a known thing. So the mom was probably quite worried. And when they got to the doctor's office, the doctor talked to the young girl and their mom for a couple of minutes, then told the girl he needed to talk to the mom alone. So the doctor and the mom went into another room, but before he left, the doctor turned on the radio on purpose. Then from the other room, he asked the mom to watch the girl. And of course, the girl started moving and dancing. And the doctor turned to the mom and said, your daughter isn't sick. She's a dancer. And through that interaction, the mom came to understand the daughter in a whole new way. And the daughter became this world-renowned dancer and choreographer. I cried listening to this story. And I'm, I'm choked up again because... It was a miracle to hear this specific story leading up to tonight's show on ADHD. It's just such a beautiful and perfect lead-in and positive focus as we start tonight. First of all, what a genius that doctor was and how wonderful that the mom listened and really understood. And what a clear, simple example of how important it is that we find ways to uplift kids who may learn or express themselves or function you know, in a different way that may not fit into our, quote, regular view of a classroom environment. You know, what if what if that doctor and mom had not joined together? That girl's gifts to the world may have been snuffed out and lost. So in looking at tonight, I really want to help us all see ADHD in a fresh light and together find ways to uplift the individualism and creativity of those who have ADHD, while also, of course, looking at how classrooms and families can function and grow productively with creativity instead of distraction being the focus. It's, I know it's a fine line, but knowing what that goal is, is what will help us get there and learn how to uplift all of our kids. And what I've learned is that many people with ADHD are actually brilliant. Like I understand Mozart and Churchill had ADHD. I mean, looking at it in this positive light for our kids is just so exciting. So, <laughs> yay! I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad you're all here with me. I just, I'm so excited, you guys. Now, I've got my On the Right Road teacher listener shout-outs. Like I mentioned, so many of you asked questions about ADHD leading up to tonight's show. So what I did was I picked the shout-outs from those of you who asked questions. Each teacher whose name and school I share right now will receive a school supply grab bag. And get this, if my guest and I answer your actual question later in the program, you'll receive a $50 school supply gift pack. And as a helpful note, we'll get all of the gifts and giveaways from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers the week of October 9th. Okay, so these are just some of the wonderful Right Road teacher friends who are listening tonight. We've got Missy Gatton. 
from Sharon Elementary in Statesville, North Carolina, Krista Armstrong from Everton Elementary in Everton, Missouri, Pamela Pierre from Golden Gate High School in Naples, Florida, Carol Ann Rofe from Sacred Heart School in Bennington, Vermont, Dana Basile from Converse Elementary in Converse, Texas, Sarah Braley from Highland Park Elementary in Woodward, Oklahoma, Christina Gill from Vulture Peak Middle School in Wickenburg, Arizona, Bethany Waddell from Walton Rural Life Center in Walton, Kansas, Sean Welch from SW Prep in San Antonio, Texas, Kathy Hampton from Richard Allen Academy in Hamilton, Ohio, Catherine Kosareff from Post Falls Middle School in Post Falls, Ohio, and Donna Walker from Eustis Middle School in Eustis, Florida. And Donna wrote me a lovely note. She shared, I've taught for 15 years and your show has inspired me to not retire and stay with what I love to do. God bless you and your staff. You know, I've been receiving more and more messages from you wonderful teachers sharing that, you know, you've been on the brink of quitting or you've been so frustrated, but this show and everything Right Road has kept you going. And I just want to say, don't quit, you guys. We're, he- we're in this together. We're here for you. Your students need you. So I'm just, I'm so glad this program is such a blessing for you. And I also want to give a huge shout out to our dear Right Road friend, Lori Stinas, who is also a sponsor of On the Right Road through her Keller Williams real estate team. Happy birthday, Lori. She's listening to On the Right Road. She said, what a perfect birthday gift. So uh, welcome, Lori. We love you. Thank you for everything that you do to be of support. Welcome to every single one of you, you guys. I, I always wish I could give all of you a shout out on every show. I'm just, I, I, I get like so, the butterflies and the excitement. I'm just so glad and happy you're all here with me. And you guys, guess what time it is? It's time for my very first On the Right Road giveaway this evening. As a helpful reference, we'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And for tonight's giveaways... I picked things that I thought would be really helpful in your classrooms relating to kids with ADHD and related learning and behavior issues. I think the giveaways are all going to be really fun and special tonight. So for our first giveaway tonight, it's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. First, like I always like to do, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word. The code word tonight is success. (laughs) Now, for those of you new, what you're going to do is just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Marcy is going to pop up each giveaway as I announce it. She hasn't put this one up yet. She will in just a minute. And the giveaway post will have all the simple entry details, easy as pie. But in addition to those, you also want to type in the code word success. That's not going to be included in the giveaway post. It's the way that we know that you're actually listening to On the Right Road and it's your official entry. So make sure that you type the code word success in all the giveaways that you enter tonight, okay? So here's what I've got for the first one. I've got six sets of fidget pencils with six pencils in each. And here's why. With so many teachers wondering what to do regarding fidget spinners, as I think they can sometimes be a distraction in the classroom, especially because many kids are using them as toys instead of for learning and focus support. And I don't want to say anything bad about them because I've, I've used them and they're pretty cool. And because I, I don't like to do that. I don't like to say bad stuff about stuff. And I actually think they can be really helpful in the right setting and if kids are taught how to use them well in the school setting. But... 
I found these pencil fidgets recently, and they really seem like they may be a possible in-class solution. Again, if kids are taught how to use them appropriately, they're pretty cool. A picture of them will be part of the giveaway post, and I thought this would be a great chance for you to check them out to see if they might be a real blessing for your classroom. Plus, I've got a $50 Lakeshore Learning gift card as well as part of this giveaway. So, there will be seven teacher recipients. Six will each receive a set of six pencil fizz pencil fidgets the pencils are included and the fidgets are reusable and one teacher will receive the $50 Lakeshore Learning gift card good in store or online so to enter you can go to our Bright Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening Marcy's going to pop that up just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post remember to type in tonight's code word success as part of your entry comment and it'll be open until just after the end of the show till 6.30pm Pacific 9.30 Eastern tonight and we'll announce this seven recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Special thanks to Health Coaching with Claudine and the Southern California DCH Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota auto dealerships for helping to make this giveaway possible. And you guys know this is just the first of the awesome giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page up and ready to go, okay? And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, October 1st. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed. But, you know, we always have fun stuff for you, so don't worry, okay? And now, you guys, I'm so happy and thankful to introduce you all to my guest this evening. Her name is Cindy Goldrich. Cindy is the founder of PTS Coaching and Training, and PTS stands for Pathways to Success, thus the perfect title for tonight's show. Cindy's a mental health counselor and a board-certified ADHD coach. She specializes in providing education, coaching, and support for parents and educators to help children with ADHD and executive function deficits to help them succeed at home, in school, and in life. And she's the author of the wonderful book, Eight Keys to Parenting Children with ADHD, based on her nationally offered workshops. Cindy also provides professional development programs at conferences in schools nationwide. I'm just so thrilled to introduce you all to Cindy. Every parent and teacher in the country should know about her. Welcome to On the Right Road, Cindy. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh my gosh. And and I, I don't I've never I don't think we've ever had so many questions come in about a particular show. So first what I'd like to do, Cindy, is kind of answer some of the basic foundational questions about ADHD. And then I want to take a bunch of teacher questions as well. So first, let's make sure to clearly define ADHD. What is it? And and I, I'm really curious to know, is it the same as ADD? Well, that's a great place to start. It really is, because I know there's still a lot of confusion about that. I'll tell you real briefly, ADHD, as you said, it stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And you will find the name of this disorder makes no sense. It is technically now all ADHD, even though we know a lot of the kids are not hyperactive and sometimes we're still saying ADD. ADD is what it used to be called in that DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, until 1987, but Paula, it's all called ADHD now. Okay. And what it is, it's a neurodevelopmental disorder of the brain's prefrontal cortex, right? You yeah. You have to see several noticeable inattentive or hyperactive impulsive symptoms in two or more settings by age 12. So in other words, this is something that you have to be born with. You don't acquire it when you're older. 
you can't get it because mom gave you too much sugar or you're watching too much TV, right? This is a real true disorder. You can see it in the brain. Okay. Right? Wow. Good and to know. Basically, basically oh. what it is, it's a consistent pattern of below normal level of the chemicals dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin in the brain's prefrontal cortex. Wonderful. That's, that's what it is. Well, thank you so much for clarifying that because I know there's so many questions about it. I mean, that's a very medically based answer that that makes it clear. So I, before we kind of dive into everything else, Cindy, I really always like to like let guests be able to share their hearts so all of our wonderful friends listening can really get to know you and your passion to help. So where, Cindy, did your calling come from to focus your life and work on helping kids with ADHD? You know, it's really simple. ADHD, um, it runs in families, and you see it in lots of different families, and in my whole world, it exists. But I was a mental health counselor. I got my master's back in the 80s, right? I never heard of ADHD back then, and I found that what I learned was really not helpful to the people who I was trying to help who had ADHD. So I went back and got training specifically life coach training, but specifically for ADHD, where we spend years learning about how ADHD impacts learning, behavior, and the brain. And so my calling just came from this place of, you know what, these are good kids. They don't necessarily need therapy. They don't necessarily um, need totally separate settings and everything else. They need to be understood, and they need to learn about themselves. We need these kids not to feel like square pegs in round holes. Because as you said beautifully in your introduction, you have to have a strength-based approach, and many of these kids are very, very bright. They don't walk the same straight line. Right. Uh, Exactly. And, and, oh, you guys, wait until you hear. Cindy's like, I've never heard an expert so clear on ADHD. So just, we've got so many questions here. I'm going to just keep rolling right through, Cindy, if that's okay. Now, from what I've read... The Center of Disease Control and Prevention recognizes that approximately 11% of kids have ADHD today. That's approximately 6.4 million children in the U.S. today. And I'm thinking this may only be the number that have been formally diagnosed. And I also just read an article in Psychology Today that said that ADHD diagnosis rate is up 42% over the last decade alone. So what is happening here, Cindy? Is ADHD on the rise or is there just an increased detection and diagnosis? of it. So here's my perspective, and this is what, you know, I go to all the conferences and the researchers and everything else. Here's, here's what I believe. I do think ADHD is overdiagnosed, but okay. I also think it's underdiagnosed, and very often it's just misdiagnosed. I think we're getting better at really understanding it. I always tell parents, if you're going to get a diagnosis, don't just look at Google. We've got to rule things out. We've got to rule things in. We've got to make sure it's not you know, let's say severe allergies or Crohn's disease or a lot of the other things that can make it look like ADHD, right? Right, right. About 11% of kids do have ADHD, which means there's usually at least one kid in every regular education classroom. These kids, for the most part, are in the regular education system, even if they're getting special education support. Yes. Well, now, is is there a particular age to diagnose 
and and how are, you said they need to be di- in two different settings. They need, and I think I read that six of nine factors, and there's a factor scale, just like there is for dyslexia. You know, each each um, syndrome has a different gauge to to, to figure right. So I I think they have to be diagnosed with six of nine factors, right? And is there a particular age, or can they be diagnosed? You know, what if a, a child is 17 years old? Is it too late to diagnose that? Well, that's a very important question. You can diagnose someone by age four, but that doesn't mean every four-year-old can be diagnosed yet because we do want to give some time for developmental growth. We want to make sure that we're ruling, as I said, a lot of other things out. Maybe we need to work on the environment. Maybe we need to understand medically what's going on with the child, right? Right. But you can diagnose an adult. In fact, interestingly enough, because I know just... You know, statistically, we probably have more women listening than men. I do just want to let you all know, we used to think that the rate was so much higher for boys than girls or than men than women. That's what, what I've heard, too. Is yeah. The difference is not quite as big as we thought because now we are diagnosing more and more people, even adults. But to diagnose an adult, you have to go back and look at the childhood. So, Paula, to answer your question, it's not so much what age can you diagnose because you really can diagnose at any age. It's okay. how are you doing the proper diagnosis. Well, and it's different. And make the, sure the, you look. The symptoms are different for boys and girls. Is that true? The symptoms aren't really different. What's different is that statistically the boys are usually more hyperactive and the girls okay. are more inattentive. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't have a hyperactive girl. This doesn't mean that you can't have a boy who has ADHD inattentive type. It's right. just more so one or the other. But the reason it's so important that the women out there understand this is because what we are finding is that there are so many women who have been diagnosed with anxiety and or depression their whole lives. Okay. Actually the proper diagnosis may have been or at least included ADHD. So a lot of women have been missed or missed diagnosed. Oh, and then they're probably on the... Anxious or depressed. And they're probably on the wrong medication and and they're probably feeling like something's wrong with them. Oh my gosh, this is just so wonderful to know. So related to all this, Cindy, from all of your knowledge and experience, what do you wish parents and educators knew Like if you could summarize it in three sentences, what do you wish they knew about kids who struggle with ADHD? Well, the first thing is ADHD is real. You can see it in the brain. You cannot just say to a kid, because if you, I want you all to visualize, okay? This is the low normal activation in the chemicals in the brain. They truly get bored if they're not intrinsically interested or motivated. It's like their brain is sleepy. Okay? Ah. So that's one thing, which is why, and we can talk about this after I finish answering this, you mentioned fidgets. I'd love to talk about fidgets a minute. But that's the first thing. You said three things. A second thing I want them to know is ADHD is not a failed version of normal. Yes, I it's agree. It's not a failed version of normal. These are normal kids who have different brain structures, which is why I don't like calling this a disorder. 
And then the third thing I would say is that we're calling this attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but guess what, Paula? It's not attention deficit. It's a deficit in the ability to regulate your attention, and that's very different. Well, and a couple things that... Not always when and how they need to. And a couple things that really struck me from your book that, that... a light bulb went off in my brain. You mentioned that it's like, and, and everybody listening, imagine this. It's like the traffic lights going out. That's, That's what right. their brain can be like. When, when we're going and the lights are all fine and we're just zooming, all, everything's perfect. But if those traffic lights go out and it's a busy intersection, nobody knows what to do. And that can be what it is like in, a, in an ADHD child's brain. The other thing that really struck me was how important it is to maintain a disability perspective. You know, it's yeah. not just that they're being a bad kid. It's not that they're just trying to be defiant. There's a disability involved here, Right. Absolutely, and, and this is the hard thing. You know, when I do my parent workshop series, one of the things I tell parents at the very beginning is, hey, let's talk about the good thing, but we're going to have to talk about the bad thing. Right. And we need to have that disability perspective because we need to understand that these challenges really are real. But at yes. the same time, I have a very strong belief that we have to have a strength-based approach because for every negative that we have in these kids, there's something positive. I'll just give you one. Hyperactive. That can be really frustrating when you're dealing with a very hyperactive kid. But what's something positive about being hyperactive? You're, it's Full creative. Right. Right. So it's it, so you, the words that you use to define. Things. Yes. Right. Go ahead. Go, yeah. The, the words that you use. How we approach it. Yes. Well, and and also it's how we talk to those kids who have it because like my son is colorblind. He's not completely, but he's missing one cone. And the way that I always, you know, I, I didn't want him to feel like he was not as good as because of that. So the way I always said it to him was, Micah, you just see things differently. You see colors differently than I do. And that's okay. You know, how... So it's all in how we talk to them, how we make them feel with our words. I love this, Cindy. So now I got to dive into this because so many parents and teachers are asking about this. What is your feeling about medication for ADHD? Well, here's what I'll tell you. My job, I do not, I do not diagnose and I do not medicate. My job is education and support. Right. Medication is a very complex, very individual situation. Statistically, about 80% of school-age kids do benefit by being on medication. But having said that, 20% can't tolerate it for whatever reason. And even those who can tolerate it, you know what? They don't always feel good on meds. They don't always like me on meds. They don't always understand why they're on meds. They may resist it. There's so much that goes on. So my feeling is this. Just like I said, Paula, that if you're going to get a diagnosis, you must go to someone who really is expert in diagnosing. You must go to someone who really understands medication because there is tremendous benefit, but there's so many different kinds. Do you know what year Ritalin came out? No. We started using it for what we now call ADHD? What, when? 1937. Wow. It's been around a long time. We know what the side effects are. We know what the impact is. But the thing is, pills don't teach skills. Right. We teach skills. Parents teach skills. Educators teach skills. The, the medication just makes it easier for them to focus. 
but it's just one tool in the toolbox. If we don't have the right environment, the right support, the right language, the right materials, it's not going to help. So it doesn't have to be a taboo thing or a scary thing, but it should be in conjunction. What I'm hearing you say is that it needs to be in conjunction with all of the other tools in the toolbox. And then it can be in 80% of the kids. It sounds like research shows that it can be very effective, but I would think it needs to be monitored very closely, you know, because some teachers are saying my the kids sleeping in class. Obviously that's over medication to me. Right? So they need to find Absolutely. the balance and, that works and, for that child. Yeah. And since I know it, we have the ear of a lot of teachers, here's one thing I always tell teachers when I do my teacher training. Perfect. Keep in mind, you are the eyes and ears for the parents because very often they're giving the kid the med first thing in the morning and sending them off to school. And by right. the time the kid gets home, that med has worn off. And oh. the kids are not necessarily good reporters of what they're experiencing is on medication. So sometimes parents, even parents of middle schoolers and high schoolers, are going to call you up and say, hey, how's my kid doing? Is he socializing? You know, what's going on? And you're thinking, well, I can't worry about if the kid is socializing and everything. This is the only way the parents can know how is their kid doing on meds. Because, yes, you're right. Sometimes it's the wrong dose. It's unfortunately not an exact science yet. You can't tell by looking at a kid you know, what dose we should use. Because you might have an older kid or you may even have an adult who's using a smaller dose than a young kid. Right, right. It's And it's my mom has arthritis and it's the same thing with that. You have to find the right balance for each patient and it can be completely different. And I love that to encourage teachers to communicate that with parents because parents might think, oh, my child's doing fine. I left him off at school and now he's back at home and he's exactly the same. He's fine. But the teacher, you know, the teacher knows he just slept through two hours of the class. I love that. Thank you for, so much for clarifying that. Now, Cindy, you have written this amazing amazing book and everybody it's titled eight keys to parenting children with ADHD but I think that this every parent who has a child with ADHD or thinks they may or is struggling with knowing if they do and I think every teacher in the world should have this book because it clearly has so every page has so many helpful tips it's such a helpful guide to know what to do how to teach those skills so i want to give some of those wonderful books away to our awesome right road teacher friends listening like i said it's such a blessing so stay with me cindy okay i've got a ton more questions so this giveaway it's open to all teachers in the u.s listening to on the right road right now i have five of cindy goldrich's wonderful book eight keys to parenting kids with adhd and two $20 Amazon gift cards so two more of you can purchase it. So there will be seven teacher recipients and each one will receive either one of her terrific books or a $20 Amazon gift card to buy one. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include that code word success. Type that in as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway, of course. So, Marcy, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the seven recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge thanks to Cindy and her publisher, W.W. Norton and Company, for donating the books. And to the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships for helping to make this wonderful giveaway possible. Now... So, and, and I got to say, 
one of the best $20 ever spent, teachers. Oh, my gosh. You got to get this book. Again, it's called Eight Keys to Parenting Children with ADHD, but it totally applies to teachers as well. Now, here's the thing. So many teacher questions came in, like I've said, leading up to tonight's show, that I tried to, to select some here that were asked a lot, and I could tell kind of had a common thread going through teachers' minds. Remember, teachers, that if I share your question along with your name in school, you'll receive a $50 school supply gift pack. So, Cindy, let's dive into some of these, okay? Sure. Virginia. Virginia Ott from Samuel F.B. Morse School in Baltimore, Maryland shared, as we've been talking about, Cindy, she said, ADHD impacts more than just the child who is diagnosed. The teacher and other students in the room are also greatly impacted. What are some strategies? And maybe, Cindy, you can give us our top three. Again, there's so many in the book, but maybe the top three here. What are the strategies to help the whole class focus on learning while helping to achieve ultimate success for all? Oh, I love that question, and thank you, because you know what? Again, we don't want these kids being square pegs and round holes, but we also right. don't want them pulling away too much of the attention from all the other kids that, you know, the teachers need to pay for the whole class. So, great question. Exactly. One thing I would do, fidgets. I would Oh, good. I'm glad that you... Good. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I would teach everyone in the class from kindergarten through 12th grade, and I do this when I do my professional development, and it works. I would teach everybody what fidgeting is, what fidgeting is not, what playing is, and what playing is not. And I have these fidgets that I use to demonstrate, and I show what is it in your primary focus or your secondary focus. In other words, are you paying attention to the the object, or are you using it as a tool? If you're right. using it as a tool, then you're fidgeting. If you, you if you're paying attention to it and saying, "Wow, this would be really cool pretzel or whatever else," right? Then it's, not a fidget, it's a toy. I have right. to tell you, Paula, one of the articles that I wrote on my website that really went viral was when the fidget spinners were really, really hot, and so many of the schools started banning them. And I said this: Don't ban the fidget spinner. Teach the tool. Yes. It opened up the conversation in classrooms. That was wonderful. So my first tip to everyone is have a box of fidgets. Let everyone use them. And I promise you, the ones that are really going to use them properly are the ones who need it. Ones that aren't using it properly, now you gave them a guideline. Is it a fidget? Is it a toy? Is it a tool? Is it a, right? What, what is it really doing? Well, I'm so glad I, I did that first giveaway with the pencil fidgets because I, oh, that's yeah, great. I'm so yeah. glad that you shared your opinion on that. That's so good to know. So two quick other tips, Cindy. Okay. One is going to be um, talk about time and give everyone a way to measure time because if you think about it, very often you're saying, okay, guys, you have 10 minutes to do this assignment, but kids aren't looking at a clock. Right. So I would have something called, and there's lots of different things. The one I like is a time timer. Are you familiar with those, Paula? Maybe that's yes. something you can share afterwards. Okay. Something so that they can measure time. And if you have a box of these in the front of the classroom, then you can just walk around with them and put them on a few kids' desks and say, okay, everyone, you guys can all look at these time timers. And you set that time timer, let's say, for 10 minutes. And a time timer, if you're not familiar with it, it's a visual representation of time. So you would see a red zone that's 10 minutes. And then as time passes, that 10 minutes disappears. So that's the second thing. Perfect. And the third thing is keep in mind, and this is for a longer conversation, but I'm happy to have it another time, that kids do well if they can. 
And if they're not doing well, then we need to figure out why. If we just rely on a reward and punishment system, probably that's not working because these kids, and you know this, those sticker charts don't always work for these kids because their reward and motivation center of the brain is just not as stimulated. Got it. Well, and you you shared some really wonderful examples, and I just want to quickly share one. This You mentioned a teacher who was very cognizant of her the child and her student with ADHD, the child in her class with ADHD, and what she allowed that student to do was to pace behind the yeah. other kids in the class. Now, it was a controlled environment. The other kids understood what was going on, why the child was walking around. But every time that teacher asked a question, that child was able to answer it because he or she was listening, and that's how that child could best function. So I think finding what works for that child is so important, whether it be the fidgets or whether it be do they need to pace around the class every half hour, whatever they need to do, as long as there's that conversation, I think, with the whole class, right? So that everybody understands somebody's not just getting off the hook and being rewarded for, you know, that no, there's a purpose here. We're all different. We all learn differently. Um, Right, Cindy? Absolutely. I I love the way you're saying it. And as I was saying, kids do all they can. You know, this kid does well. I mean, and the example you gave that TED talk, I can't wait to go listen to it with the dancer. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. That's exactly it. If a kid needs to move, you know, that whole idea of can't you just sit still and pay attention, for some of these kids, it's more like sit still and fall asleep. Yes. Movement is literally what the movement does is it's activating the understimulated part of the brain, the dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. That totally makes sense. And when you realize that and have that and understand that as a teacher and can and can set those parameters so that everybody understands and it's a functioning part of the classroom, boy, what a life-changing difference that can make for the whole class. So here's another amazing question, and this is so key. It has to do with parents. Roseanne Welch from St. Albert the Great School in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania would like to know, and a lot of teachers wanted to know this. What can teachers do if parents refuse to get their child any help for ADHD behavior and will not even allow their child to be tested? Is there any way, Cindy, to bring it up with them, to share it gently so they're not feeling... I think a lot of parents don't want their child to be stereotyped or have that you know, moniker over their head, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? How can that's, teachers... That's so how can true. they do and this? How can they... Issue. Yes. So what what yeah. do teachers do? They're faced with this every day. Yes, they are. Well, okay. So there's a few things you can do and a few things I would tell you not to do. Okay. The things you can do are gather specific examples that reflect your concern. But as you're gathering these questions or, or these, these examples, I always do this with the teachers. A lot of times teachers will say, oh, he's, you know, he's, not sitting still or he doesn't turn his homework or he's disruptive. The parents only know their child. They don't right. really see their child in the context of the classroom like you, the educator, does. Right. So when I say gather specific examples, I mean um, peer-based norms. What okay. developmentally is appropriate. So in other words, you might be able to say to the parent of the fourth grader, by fourth grade, I notice the majority of the kids are able to do X, and this is what your child is doing in terms of the amount they're raising their hand before they call out an answer 
or whatever okay. that is. Right. So one thing is to get those, those, those norms so the parent really understands their child. And another thing is you want to be able to get observations from other teachers because sometimes the teacher just thinks, well, you have it out for my kid. I mean, the, the parent just thinks, well, you have it out for my kid. Right. And, and that's not the case to, we know, but I, I can, yes, I, I hear you. Right. You want, to just, you want to just make sure that you're gathering enough examples so that you're not talking, you don't have to mention ADHD, you don't have to mention executive function, you don't have to mention any of those things. You just want to focus on what are the behaviors that you notice. But keep in mind, this may be the kid, the parent's first kid. They, and remember we said at the very beginning of this, Paula, ADHD is highly heritable. You may be sitting across from a parent who has undiagnosed, untreated ADHD. Yes. So Which cre- yes, so they so they might think it's the no- yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and here's something that really has been on my heart to share with any of you who are parents who are listening. The parent role partnership with teachers is just crucial. Mm-hmm. As a parent myself, my thought is, don't be afraid to have your child tested for something. You know, if looked at with the positive focus instead of worrying about you know your table your child getting a label. Um, it, being tested and and addressing problems can literally make a world of difference for your child, really in essence opening up the world to him or her in a whole new way. So I think there's not a stigma, there doesn't have, well, I guess sometimes there can be, but there should not be a stigma attached to ADHD. Keep in mind, like we've been talking about, Oftentimes, kids with ADHD are geniuses. They're brilliant. Yep. It's just they're, they're confused and their brains are firing on a different plane than everybody else's. So don't be worried about that diagnosis. That's what, what's going to help the whole situation. So, Cindy, what do you think would make the greatest impact regarding all we've been talking about in classrooms today? I know that's kind uh, of a broad question. I give you my but- fantasy, Paula. <laughs> if I could just educate the teachers, really expand, I mean, because we're, we're hitting on so many of the important things, but, like, this is the tip of the iceberg. If, if, if I could just get in there and help you, you know, help the school, because we change the culture of a school. You yes. literally change the culture of a school when you just educate the teachers about ADHD and executive function, because okay. the reality is there's a kid with ADHD in every classroom. Or two or three or four. Oh, exactly. Yes. So if every teacher understood, then you're going to see what I have experienced is the stress level in the classroom goes down, the academic performance goes up. For both the teachers, the stress level is going down, and the kids, and they're, they're all being more successful because these kids are, are, are be able to function within the classroom. So it sounds so education like education about the basics of ADHD yes. is the most important thing. Well, how I feel, like I said, I think this should be a standard professional development in every school in America. How can teachers and schools and parents connect with you and all of your fi- fantastic information and resources to purchase your book, to read your blog, and to really learn more about your workshops and training sessions? How can they reach you? Well, thank you for saying that. I'll give you real quick. My website is ptscoaching.com. Okay. That's for Pathways to Success. And just so you know, for your listeners, 
if you type in ttscoaching.com backslash right road kids, that will bring you to a page on my website. You'll put in your name and your email address, and I am happy to send each of you the introductory chapter to my book, a PDF of that, and also a 20% discount on my upcoming Calm and Connected workshop series for parents. That is so nice of you. Thank you. Listen, I want to get this word out there. It's just, uh, there's no reason any child should have to suffer because either the parent or the educator does not know about ADHD. So that's the first thing. Also, on my website, if you go to the section under professional development, you'll see the information about my full-day professional um, development training. So I go into schools. I do a full-day training. I can do a half-day training. And then what's nice is in the evening, I can do a parent workshop, so I can be educating the parents as well. Well, again, you guys, her website is PTS. That stands for Pathways to Success, but it's just ptscoaching.com. Please, I, I'm telling you, thousands of you reached out and had questions and concerns and reach out to Cindy. She is, and just the fact that she's, you know, giving this big discount and, and offering this first chapter for free to all of our wonderful Right Road listeners, that shows her heart. So reach out to her. I, I, like we said, we've just hit the tip of the iceberg here tonight, but she is the real deal and can help your classroom and your school. And thank you so much, Cindy, for being being with us tonight. I'm just incredibly grateful. I've learned so much just from speaking with you and I know you've been such a blessing to everybody listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you. You're a gift. Believe me, you are such a gift what you do. Oh, that is so sweet. And thank you, of course, to our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Health Coaching with Claudine, Nair, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, and Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team. Again, happy birthday, Lori. And Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And like I promised right before the show, I've got a bonus giveaway tonight. I'm going to do this one via email like I've been doing sometimes. So this one is not going to pop up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. I do have one more biggie coming tonight that I'll put on our Facebook page. But this one is one of our email giveaways. It's going to be for a $50 Amazon gift card. Amazon gift cards are something that you guys have been clamoring for. So thanks to Mo Anderson and her extraordinary book, I went out and I got an extra one. So what you're going to do is email me at heypaula, you know, my good old email, the one that you get our Right Road emails at. It's heypaula, H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A, at rightroadkids.org. That's O-R-G. So it's heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Put Amazon gift card in the subject line, easy as pie, and like you do for all of our giveaways, include your school, city, and state in the email. Again, that's email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Put Amazon gift card in the subject line and your school, city, and state in the actual email. Huge thanks to my dear friend and partner, Mo Anderson, and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book for the sponsorship that made this bonus giveaway possible. Remember, whenever you purchase her book, again, it's called A Joy-Filled Life, you just let me know. Message me on Facebook, send me an email, and you'll receive a $30 school supply gift pack from Right Road Kids. And again, remember, I have one more awesome giveaway coming up this evening, too. Reminder, you guys, to mark your calendar for Sunday, October 15th. 
That's our next Live on the Right Road show date. It's going to be another wonderful program, and it's only two weeks away. Yes! And like I always like to do, I've got a couple nuggets from my heart that you can take with you into the week and into the school year. Number one, as I've been thinking about and planning for tonight's show, the thing that struck me first, and there's been a lot that struck me, wonderful things, but the first thing is how important it is that we all work together, parents and teachers, for the best interest of children. Finger pointing when it comes to challenges, like when a child has ADHD, like, for example, maybe if parents don't know what to do or they don't want to accept they need to do anything because maybe they're afraid, and so they sort of just plop the challenge in a teacher's lap. That's just one example, but it's the kind of thing that's not going to help the child. It's so important for parents to realize that teachers truly want the best for their children. So I I, want to share this as gently as possible, but parents, when a teacher shares with you that there seems to be a problem, really listen. Try not to get defensive and work together for the best interest of your child with ADHD and for the best interest of the other students because a classroom is a family unit. And when one child is affected by something, it can affect all in a big way. So don't be afraid to reach out to your child's teacher regarding ADHD or anything and know that they care beyond measure and really want to help in any way that they can. And teachers... Try to remember that parents might be really afraid and unsure of what to do. I think if we can all keep compassion for each other and for the child at the forefront, all things are possible in helping that child on the right road. Um, Thank you for listening to that. That just really has been on my heart to share tonight. And... As my second nugget, I want a, I want to read um, a poem that Cindy included in her wonderful book, Eight Keys to Parenting Children with ADHD. It's a poem called The Wonderfulness of Me by Robert Tedisco. And it's just so precious. It says, if you took all the things that were special about me, you could put them all together and call it ADHD. No better, no worse. Just different. That's me. I'm really not crazy. Please try and see. Like a talented wizard in a world full of muggles. It's no wonder all you see is frustration and struggles. As I daydream and drift, you think no one's there, but nothing could be further from the truth. Believe me, I swear. I see your impatience as my mind starts to wander but you don't know the depth of the thoughts that I ponder for creative thinkers get lost in deep thought which leads to the illusion that they cannot be taught I know trying to reach me can give you the blues but I wish for just once you could walk in my shoes to see things through my eyes you would be amazed at the speed and sheer volume my thoughts seem to blaze I'm not lazy or stupid if only you knew how truly it is to limit myself and think like you do but I can see things that you'll never see. It's like second nature because I am me. With lightning fast reflexes, I can switch gears. To be firm and inflexible is the worst of my fears. I'm calm in a crisis and know just what to do, for I'm in great company, Mozart, Edison, and Churchill, to name just a few. So show me some patience as I'm patient with you. Just a little tolerance, it's long overdue. Please try and understand me along with my ADHD. It's a very big part of the wonderfulness of me. And to celebrate the wonderfulness of you teachers, it's time for my last On the Right Road giveaway this evening. It's open, of course, to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have four of the wonderful Wiggle 
cushion seats. They're the small air-filled cushions with sensory knobs on them, and you can put them right on a child's chair. I've noticed that so many of you have been asking for classroom seating op- options like your, in your Donut Shoes projects, and these are something that I really like. They're subtle but I think they can be really effective for kids with ADHD. And I'm so excited to have them for this giveaway because so many of you have been asking for them. So there will be four teacher recipients and each of the four will receive one of the wiggle cushions along with an air pump that comes along with it. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include the code word success. Even if you type it as part of your, if you typed it in the other giveaways tonight, make sure to include that as part of your entry comment in this giveaway. Excuse me. Marcy, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the four recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge thanks to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson, also on behalf of Keller Williams, along with their wonderful book, A Joy-Filled Life, for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. Oh my gosh, you guys, I can't believe this amazing hour is coming to a close. Thank you again to Cindy Goldrich, my extraordinary guest this evening on The Right Road. Thanks to Right Road team member Marcy for their wonderful behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my engineer Justin and the whole Voice America team. I love you guys. Thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. In case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends, you know this episode will avail- be available to listen to or download for free. And I'll post that on our uh, that link on our Facebook page and website within the next few days. Also, watch for the Click and Listen giveaway on our Right Road Kids Facebook page for this episode next weekend. Even if you're listening live now, you can still click and listen and enter that giveaway. Remember that the next On the Right Road show will be live here on Voice America Empowerment on Sunday, October 15th. In between our live On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. As I always like to close you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, October 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing all of you and your students and kids an amazing school year on that good old right road. I love you all. Mwah! Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.